1: Welcome to Counter Charge. I'm Mark Zelensky.
0: I'm Rough Enough.
2: I'm
3: Alex Coos.
2: And I'm Jeremy Duvall. Welcome. That's that's my Mark, my Mark impersonation for the day. Um, I'm
4: really oh, excited. Blessed. That's awesome. You need some more passion there, uh, Jeremy. Welcome! Welcome.
2: Fantastic. Like uh, the host
4: book, uh or something.
2: Welcome. Welcome. Welcome.
4: Um, just as like, uh, I'm super.
2: Thanks for asking. Um,
1: well, that could actually be a great use for our new uh, voicemail line is everybody call in and do your Mark uh, welcome imitation. So uh-huh. we can, uh, run those uh, with our special episode 500 or something. So
2: that's makes that's a great idea. We, we can do um, uh, Mark welcomes. Uh, we can do Jeremy's so good. We can do um, Alex, uh, who can do the best cousin. uh James T. Kirk impersonation. We can just any
4: any any sort of uh, thing you want to submit, please do. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that number, for those that don't remember, is eight one six C T R C H R G. So,
2: well, awesome. We got a, a nice little quick show for you guys. We're gonna do a little hobby update. Um, see what we're going. This episode will be released on Thanksgiving Day. So we're gonna talk a little bit about what we got going on over the holiday weekend. Um, what's on our hobby tables and then we're going to do a little quick, um, around the horn, uh, what we're thankful for. Um, I think being thankful for things doesn't mean that you necessarily have to celebrate Thanksgiving or be from America or whatever. I just think it's a nice time of year to take a step back. Um, Talk about what we're thankful for in our hobby and what we're thankful for in our personal lives So first off, let's go round the horn and we'll see what everyone is up to hobby-wise Why don't we start with you, Rob? What do you got on your plan for the the holiday
4: weekend? Oh man, so I, I have the whole week off, which is great So that's unusual for me Uh I have the, the normal stuff that you got to do when you get a week off, you know, the doctor's appointments and that kind of thing. But I have been cleaning. Uh, I have been cleaning, cleaning, cleaning uh, both my hobby room and my garage. I'm trying to consolidate everything into like one source. So like all the unpainted minis in one place, because right now they're in like there's like they're in this closet. They're in this cupboard. They're in this. Bo- so I'm trying to get everything, you know, consolidated to central locations. Uh, and it's it's made a huge dent because it's already really freed up a lot of space. So that's that's my primary goal. I'll probably do that through tomorrow. I should be hopefully close to being done tomorrow. Uh, and then I've got a Secret Santa model to paint. I have not just decided yet what I'm going to paint. Um, any any recommendations? Um, does it have to be like? Can it be anything? Or or what's the refreshment? Yeah. Get so the, the guy the person that I've got does not care. He's just any game. So no. it can be. There yeah. you go. The
1: target doesn't care, huh?
4: Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I could do Dead Zone. I could, there's so many options. Um, I I probably just need to pull through my box and find something that I know I won't paint for anybody, you know, for any other reason. Um. That's, so what, that's what
2: I would c- pick. I would pick something from an army or a game system that you know you will never do, like a big project from. Those usually are, like, cool palette cleansers. So, that's what I would pick.
3: Sorry, something you were excited about you just can't seem to fit it into what you want to do. So like just something you want, you bought that you're excited about, but that doesn't fit in any of your projects.
4: Exactly. So I've got all these like Westphalia miniature staring at me and I've got, so that's, that's probably what I'll be working on tomorrow afternoon. Uh, just figuring out which model I'm going to paint and then, and then I'm going to get to work uh, this weekend on it. Um, I finished up another secret Santa for, the Pathfinder group, the Mantic Pathfinders, we had a Secret Santa. So I've got to get that mailed out and uh, super excited uh, to, to hear what they have to say about it. It's right now, it's just been cleaning. I, I was thinking the other day, like I haven't painted in probably like three or four months. <clears throat> and so, you know, other than like terrain and I need to get my hobby table clean. Cause I don't know if, if you guys are like me, but like, like I'm, I'm like OCD about it. Like if my hobby table is like all jacked up and it's all disorganized, I just don't want to paint. I'll reach certain thresholds, right? Once it becomes like a certain amount of messy,
2: then I don't even want to go there or look over there. And then that's usually when I'll take everything off and do like a,
4: a cleaning once it reaches that like crazy threshold, chaos threshold. Yeah. The, the other thing I should mention that I've done is I've made, I've come to an epiphany that I, I'm i old enough now, I'm, I'm pushing 50 and I, there's no way I can get all these armies painted. So <clears throat> I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to contract an army out every year and uh, we're starting with night stalkers this year. So I've been bu- feverishly building a ton of night stalkers and I'm going to I'm going to do the basing and I'm going to do all the assembly work and just leave the painting for the painter. <clears throat> so that's coming down the pipe. So that'll be fun too, but I've I've got too much stuff. Uh and, and
2: do you know who, you're who you I are using? I am. It's going to be
4: I finally broke Billy down. Oh, nice. After years and years and years of begging, he, he finally capitulated and said, "Okay, I'll do it." So um, that's i that's one
1: yeah, that's one of my biggest regrets in life. Early on, Rob, you told me that Billy would paint an army for me and I passed, and I regret yeah, it. It, it. To this like,
4: day, I regret shame. it. Shame. Yeah, and, and and like he's he's painted armies before just for himself and then sold them at reasonable prices. And it's like I've told people like you guys. <laughs> this is a really good army, right? Like this is really well painted. You should probably think about it. Right. Um, and so I've, I've kicked myself in the past for not, he had some abyssal dwarves that he painted. And, uh, I think Lamar Eddings, uh, was the, was the fine purchaser of that army. But, um, yeah. So anyways, I'm working on night stalkers. Um, I'm trying to do it like smartly, so because I have a huge army, I've got all the units, I've got all the models, uh, but I'm pretty much going to start with like a 2,500 point list, and then we'll do a second wave down the road. So I'm trying to like, you guys may have saw a post on Facebook. Hey, what do you guys think about Nightstalkers? What's in your list? So I'm trying to gauge other people's opinions of what units to put in there, <clears throat> and so I am uh, building. I have actually got, I think I've got them all built now. I just got to go back in and clean the mold lines and, and fill all the stuff like that. But you know, I. Man, I, I have so much hobby, and and it just feels like you know you get to the point where you're like so overwhelmed. There's just so much stuff to do. That's like where anal- I'm at, like analysis
2: I'm, paralysis. Yeah, I'm just know. like, uh,
4: yeah. I mean, I'm just like looking after like toad after toad of unpainted miniatures. I'm like, crap. Like, there's no way I'm ever gonna get to some of this. So, all right. Step one is you admit you have a problem. Step two, let's get some models assembled and let's get some stuff painted. Um, but uh, yeah, so. That's what I plan to do over uh, the holidays, get some models painted out and get models assembled so that Billy can start working on uh, the Night Soccer Army. So, Mark, you do hobby, don't you, Mark? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I'm working
1: on assembling the new uh, War in the Holds kit. And, Rob, has War Room Hobbies shipped out our armada yet or anything other? So, goodies? Our,
4: our, so, yeah, so the news is armada sh- should be there today. So it got held in Customs. Uh, so on Saturday it was in New Jersey. So I talked to Mike this morning and he said it was expected to be delivered by UPS today. So I am going over tomorrow. So I would imagine the all ship tomorrow. So awesome. Yeah. should be good to get my hands on it. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I didn't even mention Armada, right? We have a, a flotilla coming of uh, ships. So I, that's, that's in my future as well. For those though, I think I'm going to go, I don't know what you guys, I, I've been thinking about it. I, I don't want to spend a year painting these, these ships. So I'm going to try to like pick rattle cans that are like, like for the the Vaseline, I think I'm going to go with like a brown ship, uh, with a dry brush and then just, just spend all the effort maybe on the, you know, the trim and the sails. So we'll, we'll see. I, I'm excited. I, you know, I, uh, did get the Pathfinder Mantic, uh, the Mantic Pathfinder Armada demo kit, which is what it's like a pair of ships and a special map. Uh, the ships are great. I mean, they're just, they're unbelievable. The, the resonant is so crisp and so beautiful. So I'm excited to get my hands on a whole lot more. So Mark, back to you. Oh, I'm excited too. I can't
1: wait. I've got like uh, just short of 300 bucks of that stuff coming. So, you know, I mean, they're full retail more than that. So I can't wait for it to arrive. So very, very excited. I was going to call down there today. I'm like, nah, I'm going to be talking to Rob later. I'll just check with him. So, <laughs> but very, very good. Rob, I'm in uh, this exact same boat you're in. I am uh pushing in the 50s range here and uh, I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm like, "Huh. Okay, I'm not ever going to get all this stuff painted, so maybe I need to do what you're doing." So and uh we need to go to Model Buyers Anonymous or something. But uh I am waiting on my Westphalia stuff too. I sent Kawi a little note and uh he mentioned that people from the uh was it Third Breakfast? I think it yeah, was Third I'm Breakfast. Actually,
4: yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I didn't I didn't even have the heart to mention that too that I've got like another thousand points of halflings coming, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm like I, absolutely. I, I have a problem. Uh, I have the same one, and so yeah, I'm hoping that I'll be
1: uh, able to get ship some of that stuff early because I want to pick up uh, and paint my winged SARS and everything else. I'm going for an all mounted halfling force, at least mostly all mounted, and uh, so I'm excited about that. So I don't know how it's going to work with the list. I haven't even i. You know, are I you have to even looked at are you using a list. the using the
4: rodeo list.
1: Yeah, I plan on using the rodeo list. Yeah, that's cool. So and I picked up uh, you know, like the mounted sergeants and I picked up all the different varieties of armor and everything. So uh, it's gonna be interesting. So, but I'm not building a list until the models come. I've already got a couple of the halfling models from the first. Halfling Kickstarter. So I'm just waiting on the rest of them come so I can have a force done. I already have some Demigriffs done and things like that. So
4: kind of interested to see how it goes. I'm excited about that. Well, the the third breakfast is really cool because it's got like half armored halflings, right? Like, so we already had like light, like no armor halflings, uh, with spears and then we had like heavy armor with spears and now we got this like in the middle like medium <laughs> armor so it's going to be interesting because i'm going to use it to try to make distinctions between my pike units and my spear units and so yeah i'm 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 just you know halflings dude i mean and this is the resin stuff that we've been talking about if you haven't been if you've been living on, on a rock dude I'm, i know mark you've seen some of the the patreon stuff the 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 stl files he's been putting out too right
1: Oh, absolutely! I just don't have a 3D printer yet, so I'm still waiting for a recommendation and you know make sure I'm ready to go. I want something a little more plug and play than where we're at right now, so I'm holding on.
4: Talk, talk to Billy. He just bought one and he was up and running like like within a day. So I think uh, I think. I think he does. He have I think he has the the anacubic. I'm not 100% sure, but you should definitely reach out to to Mr. Smith and see what he has to recommendation. But
1: well, right, here's Mark. your shout out, Billy. So uh, Billy, please uh DM me and let me know what setup you got. So here, there's your shout out.
4: <laughs> we also did.
3: That, a, I was saying you could check out our our uh, episode on 3D printing. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. But, you know, I needed something more plug and play than that. So, you yeah. know, you guys are talking technical stuff. I, you know, I still, one of these days, I, and I saw this in something, and we talked about this years ago when we had Naveen on, um, and we we're, uh, the Sri Lankan painter
4: and, yeah, uh, we
1: paintedfigs.com, and we were talking to him about 3D printing and, uh, you know, miniatures being printed for armies, and that was years ago. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting close, and I still want to be able to – I've got an old Games Workshop hobgoblin. Actually, I have a couple of them, and I want to be able to put those in a scanner, scan them, and print them. That's what I want to do. I'm waiting for that to come. So that's that's my thing. So I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. But I saw a scanner where they put in, like, a rubber duck, and it scanned it, and then it printed it. And it's like, that's pretty cool. I wonder if I can do that with miniatures. But uh, some of the reviews I said, uh, it doesn't do real well with minis yet. So I'm waiting. So be excited about that. So, Rob, I'm going to be joining you in the hobby room cleansing. Uh, also, as you guys know, I don't care if my hobby table's a mess. I So it is an absolute disgrace at the moment. So, But uh, that's the way it goes with lack of time. And uh, I will be cleaning my basement. That's kind of my goal today. And um We'll be going from there. I think I've got all my goblins. I have to build the Goblin Wiz out of the um, War in the Holds box, and then I'm moving on to doing the Racken. So I'm trying to, you know, put myself in the shoes of a new player and, you know, build the starter kits. I love starter kits, so... I just really do, and another shout out to Mantic. Mantic, put multi bases in these starter kits, okay? Quit putting the individual bases in there. You're wasting money, and get people to do it the right way out of the gate. Yeah, it, I have boxes
4: of these uh, of all the individual bases just stacked up, and it's like they end up going to the trash because I don't I don't I mean I'm using I pretty much use NBF or resin, you know, bases that I mold out of resin. So yeah, I'm right there with you. They they could stop doing that at any time.
1: Anytime, anytime, please just start doing it. Just put in the, I mean, they cost you pennies. Just throw them in there. Get everybody doing it the right way. So absolutely. So, but that's about my hobby update. I'm looking forward to my box didn't come from war room hobby. So I'm just going to work on war in the holds. Uh, I'm finally off work. The big deal that I was working on instead of closing tomorrow, the Wednesday uh, before Thanksgiving is now pushed off to next Friday. So I might actually get a day off. That's amazing. So, I'm looking forward to it. So, there you go. Alex, what are you working on up there? You've been uh, kind of in lockdown for a while. So,
3: yeah, I had a bit of a hobby break this summer. I took a couple months off just from doing too much painting, mainly because my office just gets too hot and, you know, it's a, st- a bit of a stressful time. But, you know, back at it now in the fall. I'm continuing to work on the Brotherhood of the Raven army that I had that's kind of a mix of parry knights and some mercia monsters and stuff that I'm going to use for undead or Basilea or kingdoms of men depending on which combination of units I'm going to use so I'm almost done the foot knights that I started working on at the beginning of lockdown and then I kind of as a bit of a break from fantasy I started painting up a bunch of Infinity miniatures that I've had in my closet or shelf for years. So kind of just a couple of the guys around here have been just like talking about Infinity as a way to scratch the sci-fi itch in addition to uh, Kings of War doing the, the fantasy side of the hobby. So kind of just kind of go back and forth on those two. I also signed up for the mini exchange, which was a little, made me a little nervous just to like paint a miniature for someone else. But uh, I found a pretty good uh, 3D uh, STL file that Eamon, uh, who was on our 3D printing episode, he printed up for me. So I just got that yesterday. So I'm pretty excited to paint that up. I think it's going to turn out really well for the recipient. I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be—it's totally different than any of the armies that I've been painting lately. So it'll be a really good change of pace and kind of a nice you know, hobby side project. But I think other than that, I've also just been cleaning out stuff. Like, I think it's just the se- tis the season of, you know, purging before uh, Christmas. Uh, I just sold off a whole bunch of, of my old metal skaven that I just wasn't going to add to my current Ratkin army. Just like it just hadn't been sitting in the box since, you know, probably for a decade or so and I, i'm never going to get to it and i already have about 5,000 points painted so time to move on from them and just kind of going through the shelf and all the totes that i have and saying yes i'm going to work on this and or no i'm not and just being trying to be as honest as i can with myself about which projects i'm going to go forward with and which i'm not and i feel like the last year or two my i feel like my tastes are just getting a little bit more specific with regards to miniatures and so like a lot of the stuff that i've been collecting over the years just isn't really to my style like it has some nostalgic value but i don't really feel the drive to make an army out of it anymore so just trying to be ruthless and stop collecting and just keep and actually just have armies and miniatures that i'm going to use as opposed to just holding on to things that I have just to have. Um, But that's the main part of my, what I've mainly been working on for a hobby. I'm excited to move on from the footnights finally. There's only like nine left, and then I'm gonna start working on some of the monsters, I think, which I think is gonna be a good break. I also, during one of the UB tournaments I used using Verenger and had a, a really fun kind of monster mash army that I was using that I have a bunch of Mersha monsters for. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Maybe I'm going to do some like a monster month in December just to kind of break up the the wall of infantry models that I've been painting all year. Actually the last few years with Ratkin too. (laughs) So I'm I'm excited to paint something bigger. How about you, Jeremy, What what have you been working on?
2: Yeah, so um, I had to finish, you know, a couple week- weekends ago, uh, we had the Alamo GT, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, everyone wore their masks, plenty of distance, no one, no uh, medical issues from anyone, super uh, well-run tournament, and I had to finish um, f- uh, for that list a couple of things in my Vaseline army, which I did, so I had a full 2,500 points finished for that tournament, uh, a super great event, um i I took home a paint award for my army which was really awesome um i sat with uh ryan smith who's like one of the uh, amazing painter but just one of the best paint judges in the country as far as really giving you actionable feedback where he'll sit with you and talk to you about your army Uh, so it was really great to kind of go over uh, stuff like that with him a a couple things i want to add to that army as far as you know, next summer for masters, if I take it to masters. But as far as having a stopping point, I felt like 2,500 points painted at my best possible level that I can do personally was like a good place to take a break. So uh, Jake Cherpeka and I have been talking a lot about um, lately about doing a speed paint project in between your highest like pushing yourself project as like a palette cleanser and just like a resetting the gears in your hobby and something new. So I decided I had uh, this copy of the Hellboy board game from Mantic sitting around for a long time. And um, uh, Hillary and uh, my fiance and a couple of our friends, we all love Hellboy and we do a lot of board gaming. So they were really excited to try that game. And if you haven't seen it, it comes with a bunch of miniatures, has a cool squid monster, you know, all that Hellboy, all his team and like uh, Cthulhu-esque frog dudes. It's pretty cool. So I decided that I've, I've never really painted a board game before, you know, miniatures for a board game. Um, and I have, um, I had bought during a lockdown to help out my local game store. I would used some of my stimulus money and I would bought a full set of the contrast paints, but I had barely barely used them yet. And kind of the narrative that I had heard about contrast, which is what has been reinforced since I've been using them, is that some of the colors are okay, but some of them are absolutely amazing. Um, Especially if you paint in the style of base coat wash highlight. Um, Because essentially some of these colors can act as your base coat and wash in one. So that's basically how I've been using them as a base coat and wash. And then I go in on faces and, and touch them up or, you know, paint little highlights or do little tweaks here and there. I've been trying to stay as close to an hour per model as possible as far as giving myself like a ton. Like what can I do in an hour to two hours per miniature to try to really force myself to get them done. Um, and it's been really great. It's been a really fun experience. I'm messing around with some water effect and snow effect on bases, just trying just random stuff that I want to use in future bigger projects. I know at some point I'll have like a snow snow on on a multi base or whatever, you know. So I thought I would mess with that. Um, but it's been really fun. They're great models. Um, the board game's gotten good reviews as a fun game. So that's basically what I'm working on this week. So that once uh things calm down after the uh winter and we're doing board games again we're gonna play that. But that's been a lot of fun. So far my favorite colors are um the Gilliman flesh is really great as a flesh face coat. Um Blood Angels red is just fantastic. I use that on my Hellboy and honestly I think you know on my to-do list for the future I'm still trying to nail down my mantic army but Abyssals has already been in the in the flow with uh, northern alliance or now maybe even dare i say goblins just because i found some contrast paints that i love so much but the blood angels red contrast i used that for the base coat on my hellboy and then i just highlighted and painted traditional highlights up from that and it came out really good i think so i just really love that color so i think i'm going to use that on some abyssals as the base coat um and see how they come out um, so that's basically what, what I've been working on. I'm still trying to focus on, um, which Mantic army, I mean, I'm with you, Rob, uh, when the Armada stuff gets to me, I think I'm going to do contrast for that too. And maybe do a little nicer design on, on sails. You know, we can mm-hmm. add sails to the bases, faces and shields and sails, you know, do some, do some nice stuff on the sails, but I want to get those fleets painted and on the table. Um, mm-hmm. that's kind of my thinking on those.
4: Yeah, and for those who don't know, the the sails actually have like an embossed uh, uh, logo like on the sail, but there isn't that there isn't a logo on the uh, the Orc sails, so it's going to give you a great opportunity for some freehand. Isn't that axe on the uh, sails? Not on not the on the n- not on the ship that I got on my demo kit. No so, kidding. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe they got others that do, but the ones the uh, the pictures I saw of that ship painted, they had the axe painted on it, but it's just a regular sail, so which uh, which I'm fine it, with, right? I mean, that's fine, you know.
1: Actually, I think that's awesome. Before we move on, Jeremy, I have to ask you a question. Did you find a purple color in contrast that you liked?
2: I've been using the one that, that comes with. I believe it is called Mali Ghost purple um i think it's called i'm not sure i'll double check and i'll let you know but it's a little on the pink side of purple um but still pretty good i'm doing one of my big monsters in it uh marks so when i'm done with that I'll, I'll post pictures of it so you can see what that looks like on a big kind of swamp creature looking um so i am using that uh but so far my favorites have been the gilliman flesh the blood angels red um there is a wood color um, oh, uh, Snakebite leather, which was an homage to an old GW paint name. You know, some of the contrasts have they're named after old school GW paints that don't exist anymore. Um, I've used. I've. Uh, uh, if you like a little lighter, like a light tan color, the uh, Snakebite leather is really good. But I found just the the contrast is just a really interesting tool in the speed, but also just using it as like your base coat like your base coat and wash and then just painting normally above that. Um, It still saves you time, I think. And I think speed painting is interesting because I've never really done it ever. You know, it's like a joke. I take a thousand years to do anything, but I feel like I'm using some hobby muscles, some gears that I don't normally use. And I'll be honest, like we've joked about it, right? I know, Mark, you're a big proponent of my favorite color is done. It's something nice to paint in a week and like have stuff done. At the end of the like start it in a day, and like the next day it's done. Or I painted this wizard in, on my lunch hour. So it's been a really fun experiment of just like trying to see what I can do speed wise. Um, and just like a night, nice, and painting a board game has been a nice palette cleanser as I'm sort of like marking a, a moment in the Basalians um, finished uh, before I think about what I want to do. I'm definitely going to do an All Mantic Army. For my next King's Army. I just can't quite decide. So I played a list of Northern Alliance. In my second round game of Call to Arms. um, Which was fun. I won that game. So in my next game. Which is going to be streamed on Saturday. So this is coming out on Thanksgiving. So make sure you tune in to Dash 28 Live on Saturday. And I'm thinking probably on Saturday. I'm going to play an Abyssal list. Which is another Mantic Army I'm thinking of using. So I think all my Call to Arms uh, games this Round will be versions of lists that I want to make that will be ninety-five percent mantic. So I think that's going to be my goal. But and it's my it's Robin I's birthday on Friday. We're both eleven
4: twenty-seven babies. Um, that's right. And, and and if Jimi Hendrix was alive, he he would. Mm-hmm. It was his birthday too. So
2: I'm turning forty this year. So whoa. I <laughs> um, so I dun, feel dun, what dun, dun, you guys dun. are saying when you when you start thinking about like the closet of shame which is uh, eventually it comes to a point when you're when you actually start going is there enough years left in my life before i lose my eyesight and can't paint to like get the stuff done mm-hmm. so i'm i'm feeling what you guys are i'm picking up what you're throwing down so we're going to take a quick break and on the other side we're going to talk about what we are thankful for in the hobby and then what we are thankful for in our normal lives we'll be right back
0: I'm Ricky Dove, uh, Head of Production at Mantic, and you're listening to Countercharge.
5: Do you take delight in playing with friends and their toys in a safe place free of judgment? Countercharge after dark, it's where magic happens. Check the show notes and Facebook group announcements for the Discord link.
2: And we are back. So, like I, we said in the open, um, we're going to go over some of what we're thankful for, both in our har- hobby and our personal lives. And due to the multi-continent-spanning uh, uh, spread of Countercharge hosts, hosts, uh, Kroger and Steve have submitted audio messages because they can't be with us today. So we're going to put those in after Mark, Alex... And Rob and I go through ours, so you'll be able to hear from all of our hosts. So, Alex, why don't you go first? Kick us off.
3: All right. Um, I think I'm probably speaking for all of us. Where I'm actually super thankful just for how great of a community we have with Kings of War, especially like something like this year has really brought to the fore how strong the community is because it's not just about the game. I was a a little worried, like, we've been building up the Kings of War group here for the last, like, five years, and it's, like, grown to about 20, 25 people, and I'm pretty happy and proud about that, but, you know, we haven't really been able to spend any time together for, like, the last nine months or so, eight months, but, you know, with all the connections we've built over those years and, you know, online communities with, like, Facebook and Universal Battle and Discord. We've all stayed together and like we've all been communicating almost daily, playing games regularly and like really staying, you know, in in touch with each other and like I think the community is almost getting stronger in some ways because of it. So that's I'm super thankful for that because I see people you know who don't have hobbies or don't have as strong of a community you know, in their lives, and that it makes it a lot harder to manage when you're in a situation that we're all in right now. So I think I'm just super thankful for Kings of War and the community that it has attracted and helped build around us all. I think it's just, it's really made this year go a lot better than it could have relative, you know, to what it would have been without Kings of War. Um, And a big shout out and part of that is like just thankful that mantic is there like their their passion for the game like you can hear and like when they're on our podcast or and you know you hear them speaking about the game like with you know ronnie rob matt like kyle like all those guys the rc and even the resin team and everyone involved is just so passionate about the game i think that really just infuses the community and the game and that's just it's just an awesome thing to be a part of and you know it's and you actually feel like you're a part of something, which is a great thing to to have right now. Um, yeah, because I think it's just something that is so important for your you know your well-being, your mental health, your your happiness and contentedness. Is it's just like you want to be part of something, and I think Mantic has made something that we all want to be a part of, and we've continued to be a part of, even though like some parts of the game have you know been challenging with limited amounts of time and ability to beat together in person. So I think that's the main thing, like hobby wise, that I'm thankful for. It's also nice to just have, you know, piles of miniatures on the shelf to work on. So you're never without anything to do. When you're uh, a a tabletop gamer, there's always more to work on. So when you're locked down and stuck in your house for a couple weeks, there's always another army or another box of miniatures you can paint and, you know, go on after dark and talk with the guys about while you're, while you're doing it. So that's what I'm thankful for with respect to the hobby. I think, you know, it's just been a helpful thing in life in general this year. Uh, so Mark, what are you thankful for with your hobby?
1: Well, you know what I've been really thankful for this year? And that was the thing that Matt came up with. And that was the, you know, just do some hobby. And I think we need to do that again. The non-hobby hobby challenge. So, or whatever we called it, I really enjoyed it. And believe it or not, I miss it. You know, those six weeks where it was just like, you know, paint an arm, you know, build a miniature, something like that. You know, during that period of time, I built my entire recruit set for Warhammer 40K, which I was supposed to play with Colin and still have not played. It's all built, though. It's ready to go. Um, I also uh, finished up my Night Stalkers. And everything from my first starter set, just in time for the second starter set to come. And I've already been working away on goblins, and I've been pretending that I've been able to post those. I was going to start uh, spamming the host chat with those. So we're going to need to talk as a group and see if we should start that again. I'm, I'm assuming that maybe after the winter holidays would be a good idea, because everyone will have gotten their brand new goodies and need to put them together. So I think that would be a good time to start the non-Hobby Hobby hobby Challenge. And also, I think that um, I'm really looking forward to Fleet in the weekend, and I'm really thankful that Armada's coming, and only because it's kind of just scratching a different itch. I used to play a lot of Ship of the Line back in college and uh, my late high school days, and uh, the rules we use were Don't Give Up the Ship by TSR back before Dungeons and & Dragons, and it's been a long time. I found my old metal ships in the house, and I'm like, boy, these Armada ships are going to be bigger and chunkier, and it should be a lot more fun. So I'm looking forward to knocking those out, and I can't wait for my box to arrive. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm also grateful to Mantic, as you mentioned before. I think that the Mantic Open Day over this past weekend was great. We have lots of exciting miniatures coming our way. Uh, I really, really, really like the uh, mounted Goblin heroes, so I'm thinking about doing goblins as well, Jeremy. I just, <laughs> I've got so many things on the off. So. Um, I'm working on the Night Stalkers. That's why I asked you about the purple. And uh, so I got a lot on the plate. I'm just looking forward to having some time to work on it. So that's what I'm really excited about. And, you know, what I'm looking forward to is uh, I see that they posted Lone Wolf, some dates for Lone Wolf, uh, I think mid-April next year. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that something can happen and that uh, we can all get together again around the gaming table. So really looking forward to that. So, Rob?
4: What are you grateful for? Oh, so much stuff, Mark. So much stuff. You know, obviously, a lot of what you guys have already mentioned. You know, I I, I love uh, I love hobby, right? So it's great to have all these great miniatures coming out. But you know, we did an episode on community building. Gosh, Jeremy, was that like maybe a month ago? I can't even remember. Yeah. It, it's a couple yeah. weeks ago. It's the gift that keeps on giving, right? Like it is really uh, amazingly. Has really. Um, Push forward lots of, you know, supplemental and, and, and uh, follow-up discussions. And, I, and, you know, it, it's a great topic. And and I guess I'm grateful for the community that we have because sometimes when you can have these, you know, in the past in other game systems, we would have these kind of discussions, you know, and it would start to be like a hissy fit, right? And maybe that has to do with the – maybe we're an older crowd playing Kings of War but you know, we're all adults, and I think uh, you can see in our discussions that for the most part, everybody's respectful, and uh, it, it's a very uh, courteous discussion. You know, I would point out to two two discussions. One, Sean Dietrich posted a thing about you know, r- really the post is about you know uh, the ag you know the, the miniature agnostic nature of Kings of War and why it's why it's good. Uh, great post uh, from November fifteenth. You can link in the show notes. Uh, Super long post, uh, and there was another post uh, more recently on the twenty second November by Paul Van Eyck about you know what what do you think the impact of three D printing is going to be on Mantic? Again, these are some gl- great examples of discussions that you know pros and cons, uh, rational discussion, no yelling. So uh, super happy, uh, and I did want to share one little uh, DM I got on Twitter. Uh, as a result of, of that. And, and I didn't ask him if I could say his name, so I'm, I'm going to keep it anonymous. But uh, the person just said, uh, just finished the community building episode. That was great, immensely useful. Mostly, though, it really got me excited to get back to the Kings of War night. My brother and I were trying to grow when things were open up, of course. I picked up a full Mantic Abyssal Dwarf army and have been working on it for the exact reasons you mentioned about brand representation. Uh, it's like the, the the miniature agnostic aspect only speaks uh, to established gamers while having full lines of plastic show stability. Uh, I got to say the conversion, I got to say the conversations about not comparing or taking away from GW is the most constructive discourse you can have. I personally try and leverage my connections in 40K and the other dozen games I play to try and bring people to Kings of War because of its merits as balanced and rank and flank. Anyways, you got my brother and me really inspired about building our community again, going to be more than ready when the doors open up again. And thank you. So just, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to follow up to that. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a great post and a lot of things there. We are working on a sequel to that episode. Um, we're going to take the perspective of the, of the friendly local gaming store. Cause obviously they're going to have a stake in, in this, in this, uh, you know, they have a stake in the process as well. And it'll be interesting. I'm going to get Mike on my local friendly gaming store owner to uh, chat about that a little bit. So, um, you know, Jeremy, it's the community, man. It, 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 this is a great community.
2: Yeah. You know, like you said, we've had some really great dialogues about these sort of, um, you know, hot button or sexy topics or whatever you want to say. But I feel like in our, our Facebook page, we've really fostered the idea that, um, we can agree, we can disagree and that, that doesn't mean you immediately flame or cancel someone that we can just have these dialogues and conversations. And I just want to give a real shout out to all of the countercharge Facebook members who have been taking part in those conversations in like a really measured and level headed and like interesting way, because that's how we really get into these topics is when we can meet at a table and have this sort of give a take and back of back and forth. Um, that's definitely one of the hobby things that I'm really um, thankful for is that you know we've really done our best to try to make counter Charge sort of a, a home for for the competitive gamer the narrative gamer the hobbyist the tournament player you know really trying to make it a, a one-stop sort of generic shop where we have a little bit of everything and I feel that the the people in the Facebook group have really uh, kind of enjoyed that and and uh, come to appreciate that so one of the things i'm thankful for is all you guys um if we didn't have any listeners we'd probably still do this show but <laughs> we would just we would we would have five listeners from the host so i'm really thankful you guys have really helped grow the show this year uh, you know, we, we'll, we're going to have an end of the year episode where we sort of cover the highlights of the year and of the podcast. So some of this stuff we'll go over then. So stay tuned for that in December to hear our year end review. But I really feel in a lot of ways the show has taken real leaps, leaps and uh, bounds this year from um, the quality of guests. You know, Mark can forever retire having had Duncan Rhodes on the show. Uh, uh, he goes down in, in fame as the OG host of countercharge. And, you know, we've had Ash and a couple other really kind of Luke's APS, big YouTube guys on. So I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for after dark now, uh, even when I play video games, sometimes I'll just go on and hang in in after dark, if there's people hanging out. So that's been a really great community, um, to keep us going and, uh, keep us painting. And I'm excited and thankful for, uh, uh, Dash twenty eight live uh, for all the uh, unplugged radio, all the other kings of war YouTube and podcasts uh, people putting out content. You know, I think all of us have sort of taken it a part of us to keep the hobby going during this lockdown. And um, you know, vaccines are on the right around the corner. And you know, we won't get into debate about vaccines, but I think come this time next year, and even come April and summer, I think it's gonna be we're gonna be in a completely different place than what we are now so i personally am staying positive until uh proven not to be so i'm really excited for all the great tournaments that are going to happen next year um and just really thankful for um like what alex something that alex said that really resonated me with is this hobby really has helped keep me sane during this lockdown and i try to think about what no wonder people were really struggling with lockdown so much who didn't necessarily have like an inward facing hobby. So I know it's been a real saving grace for me being able to to, to do hobby stuff during lockdown. Well, awesome. Um, why don't we talk about, you know, that we've touched a little bit on, on our hobby uh, thankfuls. Why don't we go back around the horn and then maybe give this opportunity to give shout outs to some things that we're thankful for in our lives outside of the hobby. So back
3: to you, Alex. Um, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times, but as much as uh, it's been a source of stress for me this year, but my house <laughs> and yard are probably one of the one of the things I'm most thankful for, especially it's kind of going back to, the, you know, yes, you know, lockdowns, quarantines and everything, or everyone's talking about it the whole time. But having like a yard and a deck and, a you know, to enjoy with my wife and dogs has kind of helped be the other pillar of keeping me sane through this time it's like you know being able to you know have my best friend and three dogs in, you know be the people that I have to spend you know all the time with because I can't leave the house but also just to have a house that's you know big enough to keep us sane and a and a yard and a deck like that's just been amazing I know not, not a lot of people you know some people live in apartment buildings or condos and that's a huge problem when you can't leave it's like it's just having that space has been uh something that's been great and just just thankful that you know my you know my family's doing well like they're healthy everyone's you know doing well and it's just good to know like even you know when everything is stressful it's just like you want to i'm just thankful to have a having a good group of friends and a good family to uh to spend time with and to care for and care about yourself. So it's always good to have that community, whether it's gaming related or family related. So I think I'm just thankful for that for that. Just being able to, you know, enjoy, you know, this limited life that we've had this year, but just having enough and just being appreciative of the stuff that we do have so that we can, you know, keep going and look forward to the future. How about you, Mark?
1: Well, first off, I'm very grateful for my wife and kids. It's uh, nice to be able to come home from work. And uh, as much as I complain about it, I'm grateful that I have a job. And uh, my wife's uh, back working again. And, you know, we have our house. And everybody's uh, safe and warm so far and going in the winter. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for that. Uh, Definitely. I'm obviously grateful for you guys. You guys have kept me absolutely sane through the uh, lockdown so far Uh, it's been absolutely critical and uh, I know we've had some uh, had some issues among ourselves at times uh, just with life in general and it's nice to have somebody to lean on so I appreciate the shoulder guys it's really really been important to me and um, yeah I mean that's it I'm just grateful that uh, so far so good you know we haven't uh, we've had our COVID scares and uh, things like that but so far nobody's uh, gone down and everybody's been safe and healthy so far and there's really honestly nothing that you can ask more than that so seriously so rob how
4: about you i mean i just everything you guys have already said it's been a good you know it's been a been a crazy year with covid obviously and just uh thankful for the families that you know everybody's in health here you know still still working and, and everything is still going good still you know to what alex said before you know i'm going Get some free time to to work around the house on some much needed repairs, and so you know it's uh it's nice to have a little calm and a little normalcy in the storm of this crazy year. So yeah, how about you, Jeremy?
2: Yeah, uh, you know a lot of what you guys have said resonated with me, as I imagine it resonates with our audience. You know, I'm thankful for all you guys. You know, the hosts of Countercharge. We have a a, a, a great friendship and relationship and we don't always agree on everything and we we have heated debates with each other just as much as community members have debates um out there but i think in the end we all come come back to where we see our mission is to try to support the hobby that has enriched our lives so much um also for me i I mentioned it so much people always give me a hard time when i mention uh mention her but I became engaged this year. Um, So, Hillary, I'm very thankful for her. Um, I had like a moment the other night where I was on my computer playing a video game and she was playing on the Switch and just like feeling so happy and content that I found a partner who loves me for who I am. I mean, I had an ex girlfriend once tell me I was playing too many video games and then hit me in the head with a keyboard. So this is a slightly different experience for me, having never really had a partner who understood what it means, the whole sort of concept of the two concentric circles, right, where you have the two circles that overlap as far as your life partner and your, your relationship, what you guys do together, but that you also have space in your own and she does her own thing and I do my own thing. And it's been such an enriching part to have her and then also not having been able to see my family during lockdown being able to see her family during lockdown and, and have some sort of that in our bubble of uh, a family interaction has been really great. Um, So yeah, so I'm just very thankful to have a roof over my head, have a a partner who I love very much, um, have a a stable job. Um, I know many, uh, many people don't. And I know if you're struggling out there and my heart goes out to you, but you know, I'm very thankful to, um, like really for the first time in my life be it like a stable position on a lot of ways um yeah so that's what i'm thankful for so well we're gonna take a break and in the break you will hear from steve hildrew from the uk and our other host matt croger from down under
6: and then after that we will come back and wrap up the show hello it's steve here Happy Thanksgiving, my American chums. And happy Thanksgiving, back in October, my Canadian buddies. And happy celebration holiday of your choice to any other nationality, religion or denomination that happens to be listening. Just insert the festival of your choice right here. Hey guys, happy... to you. This year has been... uh, it's been shit, hasn't it? However, lockdown has helped me complete not one but two kings of war armies from scratch, so I'm pretty thankful for that. And soppy though it is, I am very grateful to have my counter charge chums. Lockdown and everything it's brought with it has been very tough, emotionally and mentally, for me, just like a lot of other people in our hobby, and having a set of friends who will listen to my random ranting that I won't put anywhere else with sympathy and kindness, or in the case of Rob, the occasional kick-up-the-metaphorical-ass, is one of the few things that's allowed me to retain any sense of sanity, so thank you guys. I'm also thankful for my 3D printer because, man, I love you, baby. I love you, F. Elson. Love you. Love you.
5: Happy Thanksgiving to you all listening from the bright, bright land of Australia. Of course, I'm Matt, your friendly Neighbourhood Countercharge host, and today I'd like to give my thanks to the Countercharge family for keeping me inspired, uh, to my local crew in Australia and more broadly, who I get to talk Kings of War smack with every day. A special mention goes to Mike, our local RC member, who we get to harass with ideas every single day and who gets bombarded with my lists all the time. Kings of War for me is a hobby where I get to play with good mates and helps me escape the rigours of everyday life. I don't personally overly care about winning but enjoy rolling dice on the table and particularly with my Monday night boys over a glass of red. I'd also like to give thanks for all you lunatics on Fanatics with your posts that keep me entertained all day and keep me procrastinating from actual work. Kings of War helps keeps me healthy. I've been pretty unwell at times this year and the hobby always helps to bring me back. In my own life, I'm thankful for family, in particular my beautiful 15-month-old daughter, Florence, who likes to bop in on the Dash 28 videos I've been on, and a family that's supportive of my hobby in general. I'm thankful to have a job that has survived, if not flourished, during COVID, which puts me in a better spot than so many, and thankful to live in a country where we can handle these things well, particularly with our natural advantages like being in the middle of the hell of nowhere. I hope you all have plenty to be thankful for on this day, and have an enjoyable time, and that you get to celebrate our wonderful hobby.
4: Welcome back to Countercharge, man. Those were some great words from Matt. You know, there's a reason why he's my favorite. It's that voice. It's so silky. It is those silky tones. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just wish I could be Australian, but I can't. So. <laughs> and there you go, folks. That
1: is the only heated debate we ever have amongst the hosts. <laughs> Who's, who's Rob's who's
4: favorite?
3: Rob's favorite?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Alex would have a shot if you would edit a podcast, you know. Yeah, the, the New Year's resolution.
3: Running. New Year's resolution be Rob's favorite. Early New Year's resolution.
1: The last
4: <laughs> There you go.
1: Golden child status is yours in 2021, Alex. I yeah. see it coming. Coming Absolutely. for you, Roger.
3: <laughs>
2: Well, awesome. Um, I think it's always nice, guys, right, to come together and, and for the holidays and just do like a quick episode. And again, um, I think we can state what we're thankful for without necessarily uh, relating it just to a, ho- uh, a holiday where we get turkey and eat pumpkin pie or whatever. I think it's just a good time of the year. The year is ending where we, where we come together and just... Um, try to look through that positive lens, think about what we're thankful for, think about what we have instead of thinking about what we don't have. Um, so let's do some shout-outs. Uh, Mark, you have any shout-outs, anything coming up in the narrative workshop or anything on your radar coming up here?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, if you notice, there's been a lot of Winged Hussar coverage lately, so I'm really looking forward to uh, reading Pius, actually, over the break here. Uh, one of the things on my to-do list uh, tomorrow is to download the digital copy. I'm also going to order a paper copy as well because, hey, I got to have them all on my shelf too. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, really, really, I'm fired up about Armada. So very excited about that. And then, of course, you know, got to give a shout out to EasyArmy.com. So can you spot Blaster on the page? Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to that. Um You know, building a couple of armies and stuff like that for my army list, because I'm kind of plotting goblins right now. I'm thinking goblins and night stalkers a little bit. So I've kind of got those two armies kind of there. So that's why I asked you about that contrast purple, Jeremy. I'm kind of, you know, I don't like the way Mantic painted those models green. You know, with the Phantom, so uh, I'm thinking purple, so that's why I want to play with. So I'm gonna take that recommendation and hit the hobby store over the weekend So wait, Tuesday, you
4: just so. said you you want to paint your Phantoms purple? Yeah, yeah. It's funny you said that because I'm actually so the way Billy has decided to paint the army, uh, my Natzke army is in a um, uh, like an orangey deserty kind of color scheme, and obviously the green's not gonna work. So I've been thinking purple. I don't know about purple, but maybe red. So, Hey, if anybody's out there, that's got some different, you know, unusually painted phantoms shoot them our way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I do. I really don't like the green ones. They just really don't do it for me. So I was looking for a different color for that. And um, for my one horror, I um, I've got it in purple, but I want something different. So that's why I was looking at the contrast paints, because as you know, I'm not a big, fan of scarecrows anyway so i've got to paint those so i'm gonna do all as much contrast as i can on those and try to knock them out so but those are kind of my armies there so that's kind of my it's kind of my shout out so alex any shout out uh,
3: just a shout out to the local guys and just kind of reiterate just how thankful i am for uh, having such a great local community and you know shout out to I know Kyle Prislinski has been doing a lot of work behind the scenes, you know, trying to keep everyone engaged and the community involved, and you know, reaching out to all the friendly local gaming stores to keep everyone, you know, still together this year. So I think, you know, big shout out to Kyle because I think he's he's made a big difference in, you know, the community and the game that, since he's uh, joined the team, and I think he's doing a great job. Have All right, mark?
1: there you go, Alex. Say it with me.
4: We got to say it right. Pretzel Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know somebody like somebody's got to invent that. The Pretzel Twinkie. Is that like a Twinkie with a pretzel through the middle of it? I mean, what is? I that? would eat that. I would definitely. I, me too. That. Salty and sweet and salty, sweet could survive yeah. the nuclear holocaust. I'll take it.
3: Combo, but like a twink. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah. Like a combo, so okay, but it's an inverted but combo. Yeah. Twinkie. Yep. It could be like a I'm
2: sect of, of, of Pizza Jesus where they worship the pretzel Twinkie,
4: so it could be <laughs> like a,
1: a, like another arm of the church. Yeah. There you go. Well, see, the pretzel Twinkie goes with your pizza, see? So that's what it's all about.
3: Perfect dessert.
2: Uh, yeah, well, that makes sense because Jesse's like your main meal, keeps you sated, fills you up, and then Kyle is like your little dessert, your little splash at
4: the end, so yeah. it works. What about you, Rob? Any shout outs? I'm uh, just a shout out to everybody. I mean, just, you know, hopefully everybody's enjoying the time off uh, for those that get some and enjoying the good food. And hopefully you're getting in some games. of Kings of War. Awesome.
2: Safely. Yeah. Yes. Safely. Always, safely. always be safe. Mm-hmm. Um Shout out to the Search and Destroy guys. They are doing their uh, league this season. Uh, they have a league down there, so that's the Mike grant Scott Holcomb's, Rashad's. All those guys are doing it on UB um, over the winter break. This next leg of it, and then um, that's allowed some people out of the region. Like I saw, uh, Mama Dan Miner was in there. Um, Shout out and congratulations to Brinley and Ashley have he finally made it official and they have got engaged as well after having been common law for who knows how many years. And they are back on the West Coast, which is great. So then that means once the tournaments get up and running in Pacific Northwest again, I'll be seeing them. So I'm really excited about that. Congrats to them.
4: Yeah. yeah, And Um, and now Axe got a shot of making the team.
2: Yeah, well, there you go. He just yeah. freed up a north northeast a slot spot for you, Alex. So, ouch, ouch. But there you go. You know, <laughs> gotta spread those wings and fly, baby. But yeah, next
3: um,
2: year, yeah, you know. And just now, you got to figure it out since you don't have a BS RevCav, cab. How are you? How are you gonna make it happen? But, <laughs> that's good. But Through adversity, we grow. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, obstacles are a pathway to mastery. So, um. Growth and just
3: growth yeah. mindset right jeremy That's yeah your thing?
2: exactly <laughs> growth that is that is my nugget um yeah. and like everyone said just a final just a shout out to you guys you keep the show going keep sending in your listener questions for uh jeremy and rob's fireside chats we love doing those episodes right rob where we just rapid fire listener questions so keep sending those into us mm. um i know we're going to be doing some army reviews soon people love those uh Uh, They do take a lot of work, but if there's a a certain army you'd love to have reviewed, just please, please let us know. Um, I'll be having the Spymaster on soon. Um, Dojo's everyman Handsome Tom Annis will be on the show to talk a little bit about Halpie's Rift, and we're going to look at some of the comp changes, competitive changes, see kind of uh, what we think about those. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the Halpie special characters. Um, make sure you touch base if you're a masters player with your master region rep. We have started voting on some of the criteria for next year's masters, such as the points level. Should the Halpies characters be allowed at masters? Scenario stuff, like all the all the stuff they don't have to deal with uh, the logistical side of things, since somewhat is hard to plan with COVID still. But we're we're starting to sort of hash out the um the gameplay side thing for masters so if you have any thoughts on that make sure you touch base with your region rep um yeah and just stay safe have a great turkey day have a great uh holiday as we get into december i hope to see you guys on after dark if you haven't already been there see you on in the the facebook group
4: oh well awesome why don't you take us out rob well until next time keep counter charging
0: Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at CounterCharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War Podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep counter charging. Music is a composition of Kevin MacLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.
2: Well, awesome. Okay, we're gonna take a quick bake. <laughs> That's got to be an outro, man. Come on, uh, bake. We're gonna take a quick bake while well, I've been baking all all this my week off. You know, there you go. Well, these so you these could... magic peanut butter cups aren't gonna eat themselves, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs>